If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Hello, and welcome to episode number 13, where we are going to be talking about positive intelligence. Today, we have a guest speaker joining us, Sarah Koenig. Uh, Sarah is a performance expert. She brings 20 plus years of experience building the systems and execution that drive performance and growth. She wears many hats as the founder of Optimize Advisory, where she serves as a remote fractional COO and as a positive intelligence coach, which is why um, she is joining us today. Um, she helps financial advisors um, and other professionals who want to eliminate limiting beliefs and perform to their fullest potential. I am also so fortunate to have Sarah as an activity coach on my Heather Price Consulting team, and I consider her a dear friend and awesome mentor. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Heather. I'm so excited to join you both today. Awesome. All right. Um, so, Sarah, you introduced me to positive intelligence last year. Uh, and first of all, for that, I am so grateful. Um, it has become such an amazing resource for me personally, but also um, as a tool and a resource that I use in my coaching. For those who aren't familiar with what positive intelligence or PQ, what what is it? Tell us a little bit about positive intelligence. Positive intelligence is a simple three-step operating system that allows us to manage the negative thoughts that get in our way. And in doing so, we can achieve our true potential. The first step is to identify and understand those negative thoughts, which we call saboteurs. The second step is to shift where our thinking is occurring within our brains so that instead of using negative neural pathways, we are building and leveraging new neural pathways located in more positive or sage portions of the brain. And then the third step is to find a new path forward that will, with greater happiness and greater ease, move us forward with all that we want to accomplish, from daily activities to our long-term visions. So this idea of saboteurs was um, fascinating to me when I first started learning about it. So tell us a little bit more about what saboteurs are. Well, there are 10 saboteurs, and only 10. And the first one is the judge. And we call that a universal saboteur because we all have it, no matter who we are. Um, we all have it in three ways. We judge ourselves, we judge others, and we judge circumstances. And it is so incredibly common to have this voice of the judge in our minds that we really don't often realize that we're doing it. Okay, so Sarah, let's talk a little bit more about the judge. Um, I'm thinking specifically about what that might sound like coming from a rep 
that we're coaching, right? So if my judge were speaking to me, I might say something like, um, you know, like, well, nobody wants to talk to me when I'm dialing, or they all think I'm just peddling insurance, um, or judge of others, right? So that would be judge of self. Judge of others might be, well, this prospect is never going to give me QSs, so I'm not going to bother asking. Would those be appropriate examples of how the judge might show up in a rep that you're coaching? Definitely. And it becomes even more complex because some of those examples were simply perceptions of being judged by someone else. And so it is absolutely common for us to be very self-critical of the things we do, particularly as new reps, practicing language. It takes time to really get their language right. And if it's not perfect the first time, of course, that that is the, the thought that comes up. Um, also looking at their prospects, thinking, well, this meeting isn't going to turn into anything. They probably aren't going to be uh, a, a good client. Um, without even knowing what's going on, there's automatic judgment of, of that individual or the circumstances um, based on uh, the, the things they're learning about a prospect. Absolutely. So you mentioned a handful um, of saboteurs. The judge is one. Another one, um, the avoider. Tell us a little bit about the avoider. Yes. So the judge was universal and there are nine other saboteurs in total. Um, they are called accomplice saboteurs and they often work together. They they gang up to, to sabotage your thoughts in big ways. And the avoider is really common. Now, keep in mind, um, the avoider isn't a person's label. It is a label describing the saboteur voice that emerges in someone's mind. And it tells you that you'll feel better if you deal with an issue later, or that if there's a conflict, the avoider tells you that the conflict is bad and it's best to avoid conflict at all costs. And this voice in the back of your mind, it lulls you into inactivity because in the short term, it absolutely feels better than being uncomfortable like picking up the phone to dial when you aren't confident with your language yet. But here's the problem with that. People feel anxious because they know what they should be doing. Um, they know that they aren't on top of it. And that delay often makes you know it worse. It creates more unpleasantness until that thing that you've been avoiding, it becomes unavoidable. Mm-hmm. When you were describing this, phoning was the first thing I thought of, right? I mean, we oftentimes see reps like put it off and put it off and put it off. And then all of a sudden the day is gone and whoopsie, you know, that's their excuse. Well, I just kind of ran out of time. But the fact is they really just avoided it um, all day. So I love the fact that we can say that that's a saboteur, right? It was the avoider saboteur that kind of kind of took over for the day. Let's do one more. Um, and this is one that I see often um, in reps that I coach as well. And I know for me personally, this has been a challenge. And that is the um, hyperachiever saboteur. That is incredibly common. And I've seen a lot of new reps with the hyperachiever. Um, and again, it's not the person. It's the saboteur voice that's in their head. And that that hyperachiever saboteur tells us that we can and we should achieve more more, more. It convinces us that achievement will make us worthy of love and acceptance. And once we do whatever it takes to achieve more, then we will finally be happy. And that's the promise it makes. But ultimately, um, it doesn't bring happiness because by the time you accomplish what you set out to do, there is something more that it tells you you can and should do. And ultimately, when something goes wrong, which it inevitably will because 
things always go astray in some way, um, this hyperachiever voice, it really threatens your very identity. It can send you into freakout mode because relatively speaking, um, your thoughts turn something very small, which is maybe a wrench in your day, into something very big. Whether it's trying to figure out what to do with the next hour because an appointment has canceled, um, the hyperachiever voice can tell you, well, your whole day is shot because one appointment canceled. Or it can tell you that you're not going to be good at this career because someone doesn't want to meet with you. Mm -hmm. And it can be really tough to recover when the voice of that hyperachiever is putting it into that context. Yeah. Um, and, and that behavior can also impact people around you as well. So my hyperachiever tells me all the time, and I hear this actually fairly often with a lot of the women that I coach, is, well, I'm not perfect at this, so it must not be for me, right? Like, um, you know, I, I'm not doing perfect. I'm not hitting Granum every yes, day. Yes, it's all or nothing. Yes, yep. And so that is, um, you know, something that, that I see often. What I love about um, positive intelligence or PQ is that it really allows us to actually label what we're experiencing or what we're hearing from the reps that we're coaching. And then once you label it and identify it, it's a little easier to understand and, you know, you're in alignment with what, what we're experiencing. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. It really gives you some words to put with something that you're experiencing, but have never really had the opportunity to give that understanding to. And really, when you understand it, you can preempt it or mitigate it. And it really allows you to take something that's a negative thought or a negative feeling that impacts your behavior, and it allows you to simply label it and have a new way to let it go. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a little bit. Oh, go ahead, Savina. Well, I was just going to add that the other thing that I like about it is it normalizes it. It's not just me. And I think anytime you can normalize something and understand that you're not the only one feeling it, because when it's happening to you, so often you think, oh, it's only me. There's something wrong with me. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it is universal. I mean, like absolutely. That judge, Particularly right? when the judge rises up. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> So, Sarah, in a nutshell, um, since we've talked about the saboteurs, tell us how positive intelligence works. How does one go about building their, their PQ? Yeah, that's a great question. So we just move into that second step of the operating system, system uh, which is issuing self-command and really telling your brain kind of how to work differently than it's ever done before. And really, when we, we do this, we want our minds to go the place where those saboteurs originate, which is the brainstem and the limbic system, our fight or flight response, more left parts of the brain. Um, these parts motivate you through negative emotions like fear, stress, guilt, shame, or insecurity. And instead, we want to command our brains to leverage the sage portions of our brain, which are the mid prefrontal cortex, the empathy circuitry, and, and more right-brained parts, which motivate you through positive emotions, uh, which is a lot more fun to experience. And I would say that self-command is simple, but it's not necessarily easy. It requires daily practice of what we call positive intelligence reps or PQ reps to build those new neural pathways. And it takes about six to eight weeks to build a new neural pathway, but you're basically building mental muscle through sight, sound, touch, and breathing. And it can be accomplished in just 12 minutes a day. It's very similar, I would say, to uh, meditation, but it's a little more versatile because you don't need to be um, in a space where you're alone and quiet and you can use it at any time. 
So this is exciting because, you know, the the idea of being able to help your reps build that positive intelligence, can you imagine the impact, right? If the people we worked with all had strong PQ, um, the, the results that we would get. Um, so let's um, let's do a PQ rep. You mentioned um, PQ reps, and it's something that we practice, right? Um, let's walk through what a PQ rep looks like. All right. So I'll simply have the two of you remain seated. Um, and it's just two minutes of your time and just ask for your focus. And what we'll do is have you listen to my voice and, and follow my voice commands. And I'll alert you when the, the PQ rep is done. Sounds good. So let's start with okay. some visual PQs. Shift all of your attention to really looking at one thing in front of you. Become exquisitely aware of what you are seeing. See colors and shades with great clarity. See textures and shapes in great detail. Now shift to a soft, diffused visual focus on whatever you're looking at so that you can kind of tune it out. Focus your primary attention now on your sense of touch. Touch two fingertips together, moving your fingertips so that you can really feel all of the nuanced sensations of touch on your fingertips. And with your visual focus still remaining soft and diffused, become keenly aware of the sounds around you. Listen for the furthest away sound that you can possibly hear. Shift your hearing so that you're now listening for the sound that's as close as possible to you. Perhaps even noticing the sound of your own breathing. And now notice the rising and falling of your chest or stomach with each breath. Inhale deeply. Then exhale. You've done a great job with your first PQ rep, and that actually will earn you six PQ rep points. Uh, there is a gamification of this system so that you know how to keep track of whether you're doing enough PQ reps each day or not. Um, but this starts you on your journey. Um, and, and now that you realize in that moment, um, it takes as little as, as 10 seconds of PQ reps to activate a shift within your brain. Um, so while I've just done a two-minute PQ rep with you, if you find yourself in a situation where you truly need to shift from those negative thoughts, um, it can take as, as little as 10 seconds. So I'd love to hear from both of you, Sabina and Heather. Um, how do you feel right now? I feel a lot more relaxed, actually, a lot more centered focused on what's happening right now, not what's happening outside the window or what's happening in the crazy jumble that is my brain. Yeah. And I, I similarly, um, I felt calm. 
Um, I felt focus. I definitely noticed my breathing changing, which obviously is contributing to that calm feeling. Um, I loved Sarah, um, and not all PQ reps have to use all of the different sites, but or all of the different senses. But we use touch, we use sound, we use sight, all within a two minute period. And to your point. Um, Having been through your amazing program, which we're going to talk in a little bit, um, I can do a PQ rep on my own within 10 to 15 seconds and get that same calm and that same um, focus. It really is amazing the more you practice it, how quickly um, you get that self-command. It's like you retake control over your body um, away from whatever had hijacked you. Um, So I love that. Thank you for taking us through that. And it's amazing because as your day gets busy, you don't even realize um, just how much you hold tension in your body, how breathing becomes more shallow, and how that uh, busyness builds up in your day. Taking a small break like that can re-anchor you and change the course of the rest of your day. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So now that we've identified what positive intelligence is and then how we build it through PQ reps, what is the ultimate outcome? What are we hoping to achieve through PQ? What we really want to do is operate from your SAGE, which is the portion of your brain that handles challenges in positive ways. SAGE is a perspective that you can carry with you throughout your day and an approach that moves you throughout your day with happiness, peace, and ease, even when you have to address challenges. And at this point, you know, we can say, well, I've identified something that's getting in my way. Um, I've I've halted it with the PQ reps, and that's great. Um, Those are Definitely good things. Um, The most impactful part of positive intelligence, um, because most development stops here, is that positive intelligence gives you a roadmap to move forward directly toward your goals, whether that's simply getting through a meeting productively or um, accomplishing something that's part of a a three-year vision that you hold. And And the first way really is about your perspective. We call it the sage perspective. And it's always, always, always looking for the gift or opportunity in any circumstance you encounter. And the more you do it, the more you begin to see positive. It's a a very positive snowballing effect for this sage perspective. And the example that I would give is that negative feeling of disappointment when someone reaches out and cancels a meeting that they were going to have in the next hour, right? It's the last minute you were prepared, you were feeling good about it, and all of a sudden that meeting falls off the calendar. Um, That can really drag someone down. They can carry that negativity throughout their day. If they can identify what's actually happening there, do some PQ reps on that negative emotion, and then ultimately choose a path forward, if they use the sage perspective there, they pause and say, okay, I didn't love that this happened, but there's some good in it. What is the good in this situation? Well, maybe they still needed to do some dials and now they have a free hour to do those dials. And so in a way, uh, something good has come of it because now they can get that done. So it's always looking for that gift or opportunity in any circumstance that you encounter. So that's one of them. That's the sage perspective. Now, the other five, those are called sage powers. And those are different positive approaches um, that cover really just about any situation you can run into personally or professionally. Um, And I guess, Heather, you know, you you know all of these five. Um, If there's any one that I think would be incredibly helpful, I would say it's the power of innovate. Do you agree? 
I would absolutely agree. And the fact that it's called a sage power right there, just sign me up, right? Who doesn't want sage powers? <laughs> Um, But yes, I would say innovate is one is definitely a power that I have used with, um, you know, coaching some of my reps. Tell us a little bit about how innovate works as a sage power. Well, I'd say that innovate is great to use when your reps need to come up with solutions to try something new to get a different result. And it's especially useful as a coach um, when simply telling them what to do isn't going to be effective. And so we want to tap into that sage power of innovate. And we'll, we'll do that with a technique called the yes and game. So when I have a rep that knows how to post their numbers, but isn't consistent doing it, and they realize that they need to be um you know, I would ask that rep, um, what could they do to make sure that it happens? And with every single thing that they say, I give them a yes, and I build from it. So no matter what they say, you can really find something you like out of what they've said, and you can build from there. So if the response is, I should block some time, you should say yes. And what I like about that is there's a visual reminder of doing something that's really important in your day. And You can then plan other activities, both personal and professional activities, around this blocked time. And you can keep going on this uh, with the rep giving another idea. And you can do another yes and and just keep building until the solution they need has emerged. And ultimately, they're innovating the solution. You're building with them in a way that affirms their ideas and adds knowledge on top of that. So that is the sage power of innovate. And to understand that there are four more of those powers, right? Like different strategies to help is amazing. I have a feeling when we're done talking about this, people are going to want to learn more about what those powers are because there's such good um, tools in our toolbox for coaching. So we'll talk a little bit more um, about that as well. And, you know, as I shared, like personally, I have found this set of skills to be incredibly impactful for me. Um, You know, I use it to keep myself sane, but um, again, as an effective coaching tool. So with that, let's use that as our segue into our say that again okay so for this say that again segment Sarah I would love for you to be the coach and I am going to be an FR that let's say just didn't follow through on their commitment and we'll pick 40 dials Um, we've kind of been using dials throughout this conversation so we'll use that Um, so let's dive in Okay, so with the scenario that you've given, um, I would use activate as a sage power. Um, And that activate is really just understanding how you can, as a coach, move into action where all your mental and emotional energies are clear and, and laser focused on action and not distracted by your saboteurs. And so let's really get close to this situation. I know a lot of us have been in it. It's a fact. Some new reps are more challenging than others. And we tend to, if we know something's not going to be right, the rep is probably dreading the meeting too. And really what we often do is just brace ourselves and try to get through it. And, And it doesn't necessarily serve us or with them. With this sage power of activate, um, you're going to get clear on what you're feeling, um, which is, you know, is the voice of the judge rearing up? Are you tired of the excuses you keep hearing from the, the rep? Um, And you're judging the rep or possibly also judging yourself for not making progress in the sessions because it's happened again. Um, They didn't meet their dials. So you really have to know what's happening there. So before the session, when you know what's coming, you would do two minutes of PQ reps. 
to put yourself in a place of self-command. Um, and so once you put yourself in that place of self-command with activate in mind, you really focus your energy to be looking at uh, the, the, the numbers. You've got to review the numbers, the commitment, processing what the numbers are telling you, helping you gain insight. That's what your laser focused on as you have that conversation. Um, and ultimately, you can't stop them from making excuses, but you can stop the excuses from derailing your thoughts. And if you stay laser focused, the excuses roll off and you've done your best to serve the rep. Your mental mindset doesn't get dragged into negativity. Okay. So I love that you talked about just at the end a minute ago, how to use, um, you know, one of those sage powers to help yourself go into that meeting as prepared and as focused um, as you can. Now let's actually role play. Um, You know, I'm going to be the rep that didn't do the 40 dials and I want to see how you handle that using, um, you know, using PQ and and the sage powers. So we'll pretend you just asked me um, how I did on my commitment. We'll, We'll step in there. So, um, you know, Sarah, I only did um, 20 of my 40 dials yesterday. Tell me more about that, Heather. Uh, Gosh, I don't know. I just, (laughs) I'm terrible at it. I hate it. And so I think there was just some, I don't know. um, I found myself being easily distracted, finding other other things that I needed to do because it just was hard to get to 40. Okay. Well, ultimately, Heather, I would like you to explain that to me again. But what I'd like you to do when you explain it is to do something called blameless discernment. And I can hear in what you're describing some judgment that that is cropping up. And the fact is you are a new FR and you haven't necessarily been dialing long enough to have it be perfect. Um, And it's too soon to come to a conclusion that you're terrible at it and, and it's the worst thing in the world. And so I want you to step back and reassess what happened in getting only 20 of those 40 dials, but do it with blameless discernment. Share the facts of what's happening. Don't bring in judgment of yourself or the circumstances. This is about seeing clearly what's happening and deciding what you'd like to do differently next time. So let's have you try this again with blameless discernment. Um, I guess I, the fact is I chose not to do it ultimately, right? I mean, I just chose not to do it. Is that what, I don't know. I mean, when you say blameless discernment and sticking to the facts, that's, I guess, what I think of. I mean, I, I took out the, I terrible at it, right? I mean, maybe that's an excuse I'm making. I just feel like I probably chose not to do it. Okay. And so as you move forward and you look ahead, what would you like it to be like on an ideal day? What would that look like? Um, that I am confident and I don't ever expect to be excited about making dials, but that I stay focused until I get them done and not so easily distracted. Definitely. And without judgment of yourself, because with every dial that you make, you learn more. The other piece that I would love to ask you about is your mental mindset that you were dialing on a scale of negative 10 being my mindset was really negative and contagious in a negative way to all around me zero is neutral, and positive 10 being so positive and filled by a contagious energy that fuels you to to reach out to more clients and serve them, where was your mental mindset when you were dialing? Well, I don't think I was like super contagiously negative, but I definitely wasn't um, super positive. I'd say probably a negative one. Negative one. And so do you think that uh, that's apparent to those that you're engaged with? 
Mm, now that you say that, it could be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do they really know that I hate phoning when I dial? I, I don't think so. I think I do a good job of coming across positively, even though I'm not really enjoying it. Well, it may come through in your tone, may come through in your words, but ultimately it's important to remember that as humans, your mental mindset will fluctuate and our minds have that possibility of, of serving us more than they hinder us if we're in that positive zone. So I'd like you, when you sit down to dial, to ask yourself, you know, where you are at and be aware of that. This consciousness helps us understand the direction we need to move and the impact that it's going to have. And should your voice be full of energy and enthusiasm, um, that could likely have a very different impact on the prospect uh, than it might otherwise have had at a negative one. Yeah, I could see that. Kind of like what you put out into the universe, you get back, I guess. All right. So let's stop there. Um, so that's an example. I loved the scale, right? Like asking me where I was mentally. Sabina, from your perspective, listening to that, what did you like? What are your takeaways? Well, my biggest takeaway is it gives you something that is sort of universally perceived to be negative and that everyone hates, and it gives you a different way to look at it right away. Like immediately, it changes your mindset from mm -hmm. what was I thinking when I sat down to do it, um, that's what I like about it is it instantly forces me to think about it differently. So sometimes I think just shifting that perspective can make all the difference. Yeah. And this is this work is all about mindset for sure, um, which I think oftentimes we we know that our reps have mindset issues when we're working with them, but we don't really know what to do about it other than to say, well, think more positively about that, right? Put good thoughts out into the universe. Right, I mean, right. this program is amazing at um, – you know, giving you strategies and steps, right, to help them build um, that mental mindset muscle so that they eventually can do it on their own without your help. Um, so we're coming up against our time here, and I want to make sure that people have an opportunity to learn where they can, I guess, get more information about positive intelligence. What can they do to build their own um, positive intelligent muscles? What resources are available, Sarah? It's a great question. So the creator of Positive Intelligence, uh, whose name is Shirzad Shamin, he wrote a book that provides a really nice overview of the Positive Intelligence operating system. And it's got great content, easy to understand, that's available on Amazon. Um, if you want to have bigger impact, I would say that that's going to require you to put in that 12 minutes a day of practice that builds those new neural pathways, that mental muscle, and has you in SAGE more often in your day. And I offer a 10-week program called Optimize PQ that starts with a life inventory, moves into visioning, and leverages positive intelligence uh, through an app on your phone to build that positive mental muscle that'll help you tackle that day's challenges on your way to your future vision. And you can learn more about that by calling me at 414-587-8495. All right. Well, thank you again so much, Sarah, for sharing um, all of your great insight on this topic. We hope our listeners found a lot of value in it, and we look forward to having you join us in our next podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again, again for, for listening. listening. Keep, Keep learning, learning and growing. growing.